Seltzer Kings Podcasts. Hey, are you into werewolves, mad sciences, and a little bit of witchcraft? Then stay tuned for an all-new episode of Watch Corner. We're riding this train straight into the sun. Woo! Tune in to a classic episode of Watts Corner on the Seltzer Kings Network. Available on all podcast platforms. Gavin? Fast Eddie? Fictional pod gnomes? You've all left and gone home for Christmas? (laughs) There's no one here to stop me. The following podcast contains... You cannot say filth, flying filth, flying filth in front of people. Explicit language. Hello and welcome to the podcast that asks a simple question. When you thought you'd get through the holiday season without hearing Wham's Last Christmas, what the hell were you thinking? I'm your diabolical bastard of a host, Dave Bledsoe, and this is Friday, December 21st, 2018, Christmas Eve in the Drunk Tank edition of the show, where we talk about the bane of our seasonal existence, Christmas music. Stay tuned, if you dare. <laughs> the What the Hell You Thinking podcast is brought to you by our annual seasonal sponsor, Carl Kringle's Discount Elk Hut. Are you a mythical entity who needs seasonal labor? Call Carl Kringle. It doesn't matter if you're coloring chickens for, or chicken eggs for a rabbit to hide, stealing the genetic material of people who children for paltry sums of change, or managing a polar sweatshop producing knockoff toys, Carl Kringle can meet your seasonal staffing needs. All of our elves are legal, tested, and fitted with the latest in GPS tracking technology, so even if you do get have a runner, he won't get far. Use the promo code Herbie was a trader at checkout and receive a free bonus house elf. Today's Christmas carol is Hark the Fallen Angels Sing. If you want to find all of these, you can go on YouTube and search for the Satanic Temple Christmas Carols and you will find them. Lewis, please indulge us with a little bit of Hark the Fallen Angels Sing from the Satanic Temple an alternative Christmas carol for a very special week. There's a scientific theory that says humans invented music before we acquired the ability to speak. Are you sure about that? I don't know. It sounds like something I might have heard on a National Geographic special or a Netflix documentary. What do you fuck do you think this is, NPR? What I think I heard that sounded plausible enough, whether or not it's true, is that early hominids probably made rhythmic sounds and imitated certain natural whistles and other environmental noises in inventive ways. And that coalesced as music long before we had lyrics or even words to complain that there weren't any lyrics. In fact, I googled the question about speech and music, and turns out I found an article that supports that theory that I thought I just more or less made up. So God bless the Internet. Now, you see, this is how I think it went down. 
Their first music was created by some bohemian semi-monkey named Kevin Longbones or something, and he's just sitting there banging two sticks together and hooting in time. And then along came the person that just got really fucking annoyed by Kevin doing that shit. Kevin, could you not do that? Probably because Kevin kept playing the same fucking song over and over again. There was only one song at the time, after all. Until the other monkey just snapped, and he grabbed up one of Kevin's sticks and bashed in his skull. And then he walked away hooting Kevin's song because now the goddamn thing was stuck in his head. And thus, the first earworm was born. Now, there's no way to not prove that the original song that Kevin Longbones created was in any way similar to this one. Rocking around the Christmas tree at the Christmas party hop. Mistletoe home where you can see every couple tries to stop. I'm not a fan of Christmas music. The same way I'm not a fan of persistent rectal itching, the low-pitched whine of a small child be denied whatever it is that makes a small child whine, or being clubbed in the head by an angry hominid with a stick. But unlike the first, which is rectified (laughs) by a simple cream, or the second by a set of headphones, or the third by not being alive a million years ago, Christmas music is persistent and omnipresent from the last day of October into the second week of January every goddamn year, and it's spreading like a very aggressive tumor until eventually all music will be Christmas music by fucking law. The same thing is actually happening with Pumpkin Spice. Now, I wasn't always a Christmas music Grinch. As a kid, I adored the said tunes because it meant that very shortly, I'd be getting a shit ton of new toys from my mother to take away when I pissed her off. Mommy's gonna kill all of your toys. Starting just after Thanksgiving, because that's how we did it back then, the cannon would start to creep into the radio sphere. Your jingle bells, your little drummer, which is a child that would invariably make a fart noise after the second lyric. laugh and laugh just like i do today whenever i hear that song but the best part of christmas at least according to my way of thinking were the non-traditional the songs new for the now and i would sing these songs fucking over and over again as i dreamt of all the consumer goods piled beneath the tree because i was a good american and it was only years later that i would come to understand how fucking annoying those songs were to my parents and for this mom and dad i profoundly apologize i mean How many times were you forced to hear your only son sing off-key and way too loud this god-awful abomination? Grandma got run over by a reindeer Walking home from our house Christmas Eve You can say there's no such thing as Santa as for me and Grandpa, we believe. It wasn't until entering my teens in 1984 that the ubiquitous nature of Christmas songs began to chafe at my pretentious teenage sensibilities when one song took over the fucking airwaves in the form of a well-intentioned mega-hit created by Bob fucking Geldof. <laughs>
was in the right place, Bob. But that song, that song probably helped a lot of fucking people. But goddamn, what an annoying, treacly piece of shit pie that song is. Do they know it's Christmas? Well, gee, Bob, since the dominant religion of Ethiopia is Catholicism, and presumably someone had a fucking calendar, I imagine they might have been aware that it was indeed the time of Christmas. But they probably weren't that concerned about it They were since they were trying to worry about dinner time. God damn it. But you know what? We were certainly aware of the holiday, and hearing this goddamn song every nine minutes really pinned the season in our hearts. If a meal was delivered every time that song was played, the famine would have been over in 45 minutes. Over the ensuing years, I've become something of a connoisseur of shitty music. Some I've even come to love. But when it comes to annoying Christmas music, my heart will not grow three sizes on any day. No. I fucking hate Christmas, okay? I will skip rehashing my source of deep and abiding hatred of Christmas music in general and Felice Navidad specifically. That story is available on any number of episodes and I won't burbank you with that detail again. That's a reference that none of you get, but is also incredibly... was particularly cruel and heinous. And also somehow loving. But my hatred of that song is specific. What made my disdain for the genre in general was the two years I spent working as a store detective in a Walmart, which is anyone who's ever worked in a Walmart will tell you is a special level of hell, a level they reserve for child molesters and people who talk at the theater. See episode 39 of Veteran of a Thousand Christmas Wars. Through endless hours of listening to shitty Christmas songs on an endless route for four straight months of the two years that I worked at a Walmart added to a lifetime of Christmas exposure, it really allows me to develop a feel for the worst offenders. The most banal of these songs starts with a dull nausea that causes a, that burp-like quasi-puke of rage to rise up in the back of your mouth. The next level of holiday crimes is the dull, leaden head throb of a first-class quality hangover when you not mix, not only have you mixed hard liquor and beer, but actually mixed every single kind of alcohol in existence, including that god-awful malort shit they drink in Chicago, meaning you're going to be feeling like this for a good three or four days. And finally, there's the last category that's it's just so fucking bad. It says, makes you say, Let's burn this fucking Walmart to the ground. Going to jail would be totally worth it. That is reserved for, quite simply, the worst Christmas song in the universe. So let us, you and I, explore these songs together. If you bring the matches, I'll bring the gasoline. In the quasi-vomit stage are most of the classics from my childhood that are only tolerable because they elicit some small feelings of nostalgia and remembrances of Christmases before Christmas turned into a three-month shit show of capitalist cum floods. There are the two real offenders here that I want to specifically point out for special attention. Coming in at number one is this little ditty. Have a holly jolly Christmas. It's the best time of the year. But have a cup of cheer Have a holly jolly Christmas And when you walk down the street Say hello to friends you know And everyone you meet Holly Jolly Christmas, which in case you did not know, originated with the most fucked up of all Christmas specials, the one where us kids were taught that being different is wrong, 
unless in some way your difference could be of value to your corporate masters. But the reason Burl is on my list here is there are two verses to that dumb song, and they are exact same fucking words and music. Walk around listening to this brain bug for a while, and it will gnaw at you. Why repeat the same words, Burl? Write a new verse, you fat fuck. <sighs> Number two of category one is this shit bird. Jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell rock. Jingle bells swing and jingle bells ring. Snowing and blowing a bushels of fun. Now the jingle hop has begun. You're probably saying to yourself, what could possibly be wrong with this perfectly innocuous song, Dave? Let me tell you, there are 263 words in this song. I counted them. 49 of them are the word jingle. There are jingles in this song that do not need to be there. What the fuck is a jingle horse? And where, where is Jingle Bell Square? I've been to a lot of cities. I've never once been to a fucking Jingle Bell Square. And have any of you, any of you ever been to a Jingle Hop? Because it's all over Christmas music. I have never been to one. Maybe it's that some shit they did in the 50s, but this is 2018. Fucking God damn it. No, because someone oh, took the stall Jingle Bells. All oh, the verps are coming. An infuriating song in its own right, but it's a song for kids. And made it more annoying. God, the rage verbs are just coming too fast now. I'm really going to have to go throw up. Oh, category two, the three-day hangover songs. These are songs that are not part of the Christian canon, but persist every year, year after spiteful year. They also contain some of the most objectionable material of any songs ever written and their creators ought to be banished from polite society perhaps exiled to a stony island in the middle of the ocean like fucking napoleon after waterloo and the most egregious offender is this particular violation of humanity i saw mommy kissing santa claus underneath the mistletoe last night who the fuck wrote this we're supposed to believe that Junior witnessed Mommy kissing Daddy dressed as Santa under the mistletoe. But logic tells us this is utter bullshit. First of all, who dresses as Santa as their own home to bring in Christmas presents late at night after the kids have gone to bed? No, no one does that. At best, we're talking about some kind of twistedly kinky sex game between Mommy and Daddy, in which Mommy gets the Yule log from Daddy dressed in a Kris Kringle outfit. But, but, but... This song was written in 1952 in England. Married people were not having kinky sex, Santa sex in 1952 in England. Whoever was in that Santa suit was almost definitely not daddy, who was probably out getting a little Christmas tail or whatever. This leaves us two options. Either mommy is boning a dude dressed as Santa or, or Santa is porking your mom. Think about it, people. What is in all this Christmas shit for Santa? You think he's flying through the flying through the air and going down chimneys for milk and cookies? Fuck no! Santa Claus is Santa Claus is coming on mom. His big bowl full of belly jelly is propped up on your mom's ass as he drills her from behind. Dave, Dave, no! Where do you think eggnog comes from, people? No. 
Dave, because you're disgusting. See, right now, a lot of you are really, really upset with me because I am a horrible person. But I'm not the first to think like this. I'm not just the bad person here. Clarence Carter makes my pale ass look like a fucking Disney special. Another song of category true is there for an entirely different reason, and it is of course this one. The mood is right, the spirits up. We're here tonight, and that's enough. Simply having a wonderful Christmas time. This song is on the list not because it's implies that Santa has given your mom the old North Pole. This song is on the list because it's just a terrible fucking song. This song is so bad. I honestly think we should have let Mark Ch David Chapman do his thing so long as we got George Harrison safely out of the country. There is literally no excuse for this shitty song. It is so bad that it might actually nullify all the other McCartney songs in existence, even the ones that he wrote with the Beatles. But even it, this piece of fucking just sewage does not rise to a category three Christmas song, the white hot rage. That honor is reserved for just one song. That song is so bad that not even John Denver's please daddy don't come home drunk for Christmas is on is worse. The Duck Dynasty fucks Santa looks a lot like Daddy, which is damn near a crime against humanity. Not even Joel Gray, I'm going to put some glue around the Christmas tree so Santa Claus will stick around all year. I'm going to put some glue around the Christmas tree so Santa Claus will stick around all year. Which, oh my god, that's just, yeah. And you know what? You know, as bad as that one is, it's still not as bad as this one. This Tiny Tim Christmas Opus. Oh, this is Santa Claus saying I won't be around this year. I'm a bit sick. Santa Claus has got the AIDS this year. And he won't be round to spread his Christmas cheer. The reindeer all look blue. They know what he's going through. Santa Claus has got the AIDS this year. Which is just... Wow. I gotta be honest, I'd never heard of that one until I started doing research for the show this week. But wow. What the fuck was that? But no. Not even that abomination compares to the single worst Christmas song ever created. 
a composition of such vile darkness as unspeakable evil that long after our sun has gone cold and dark, the emptiness of the universe is slowly contracting upon itself. When the old gods rise from their aeons of sleep and writhe in orgiastic display of malice, this despicable and vomitous mass of melody and lyrics will still be the most hideous thing that ever existed. Every time I hear this fucking song, I hate this song. It is so goddamn awful. The opening chords are enough to make my fist clench and my teeth start to grind. Even talking about it here, where I'm trashing it, is making me irrationally angry. And it's all because I do not know why I hate this song so much. There's nothing objectively better or worse about this song than any other Christmas song, which is... I hate this freaking song. I would happily burn down the universe to expunge it from existence. Wipe any remnant from the collective psyche of humanity. I would strangle kittens with my bare hands if it meant I never had to hear this song again. And everyone loves this song, so they play it all the time. Ah, God. If there is a hell, it will just be me in an empty room, strapped into a chair, a single speaker over my head, and it plays all I want for Christmas with you over and over on a constant loop for all of eternity. What's the worst? I could find one, one fucking article corroborating my hate for this crusty old dog dick of a song. Brandon Caldwell wrote in the Houston Press in 2018, quote, Why this song sucks. Despite being three minutes or so in length, all I want for Christmas is you is a saccharine, repetitive, and monotonous. When you take a glance at the lyrics, you begin to understand why Mariah Carey in 1994 was not looking for love for Christmas. Mariah Carey was looking for a one-night stand, unquote. Preach it, Brandon, preach it. Quote, even in the video, Mariah is parading around a sexy Santa outfit, shooting home movies as if she was Mrs. Claus, playing around with the dogs and the antlers on their heads. Consider the lyrics. She's begging Santa for a man to come around for one day. Why exactly would she jump in Santa's lap and flirt with him for the entire video? Why would she lead Santa on? Why would she do that, Sharon? Unquote. He's being far too nice in his final analysis when he says, quote, Mariah keeps telling us and Santa what she won't do, then ask him to do something for her. Nothing about All I Want for Christmas is You is redeemable, especially considering every Mariah Carey song about love that come that came after it. And finally, and finally, do a lot more for the holidays than just one on one night stand. At least treat yourself to a two-nighter. What Brandon was either too kind or far more likely too 
too restricted by editorial restraint to say is all I want for Christmas for you is you is a vacuous cludge of syrup and lyrics coated in a thin veneer of holiday bullshit jumped onto a vat of Mariah Carey's loopy sex bot bullshit that for some unexplained reason she started doing in the mid 90s and has kept going ever since. The music is saccharine, overproduced turds dropped willy nilly onto an empty headed premise designed to appeal to the lowest common denominators of human beings on the planet people who think Christmas songs should be played all year round. And finally, and finally, this fucking vile beast of a song was the centerpiece of the most grievous offense against human intelligence that ever shat from the syphilitic bowels of Hollywood holiday movies industrial machines. Love Actually, a movie so bad that in and of itself, it deserves an entire podcast episode to describe how whomever is responsible for creating that prolapse rectum of a movie should be dragged out into a bog and beaten to death with a spade. So I guess you can look for that episode next Christmas. <laughs> that is it for our show this week and for this year. I really feel like I ought to apologize for all of you who didn't think or that I lied to about the Whamageddon thing right there at the beginning. All I can say is, you've listened to this show. Did you think that I wasn't going to do that? I mean, I love that you still trust me, but I, I can't believe that you would honestly believe in your heart of hearts. Because some of you asked me about it, whether or not I would do that to you. Of course I would. I am a horrible person. I thought that we would establish this. Next week's show will be our annual year in review show featuring a tiny bit of new content to disguise the fact that the entire episode is basically a clip show. And if you don't like it, well, I don't care. Gavin and minis are gone. Fast Eddie is, I don't know, in jail or in Florida, wherever the fuck he goes when he's not here. And the studio's here all by myself until after the holidays. You should be happy I just didn't rerun the Christmas show again like I did for the past two years. So you know what? I don't care. Rate and review the show or don't. I don't give a fuck anymore. That's all about their shit. You can follow me on Twitter if you want to. I don't give a fuck about that either. Or if you listen to the show on SoundCloud or the whatthehellpodcast.com. I really don't care because I did this entire show to leave you with the one good Christmas song ever written. The song that encapsulates everything about how I feel about Christmas, everything associated with us, and one that is extremely prophetic about how I plan on spending my Christmas this year as in every year. So for me, Dave has better teeth than Shane McGowan Bledsoe and nobody else because they all have families and shit. I want to say Merry Christmas to all and to all. Stop playing fucking all I want for Christmas is you. I'll see you all next year. Christmas Eve, babe In the drunk tank An old man said to me I'm seeing another one And then he sang a song The rare old mountain dew I turned my face away And dreamed about you Came in 18 to 1 And I've got a feeling This year's for me and you So happy Christmas I love you baby I 
I can see a better time when all our dreams come true. No ending for this, so I take a small bow. Seltzer Kings podcasts.